All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I've always looked at any sector that I've been interested in as how do I get in there and find my place in this space, right? I think especially for a lot of us that come from our communities, you don't see yourself in certain situations so you think it's not for you, right? Or you think, oh man, I don't have a background that matches what I've seen traditionally, so let me go look somewhere else. And where I've kind of always approached it like, well, if I don't see me in a certain area, that's an opportunity. Let me go in there and make a space for me and I can bring other people with me. Now I can build a moat around what I do because nobody here can, can, can match my skill set. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech, Green Money. I want to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. Andrew Hawkins, a.k.a. Hawk, is a former NFL wide receiver having played six seasons in the league with teams like the Bengals, the Browns, and the Patriots. Today, he's a media personality and co-founder of Status Pro, an athlete-led technology company, which makes software for training and consumer entertainment. 
Status Pro has raised more than $5 million and boasts an enviable list of investors like LeBron James, Naomi Osaka, Mav Carter, Drake, and others. Hall's company is set to release NFL Pro Era, a VR game from MetaQuest and PlayStation, the first officially licensed NFL VR title. I asked Hawk, with so many games becoming more lifelike, how important is real player data to the experience of gameplay? I think if we're going to drill in on what, you know, authenticity looks like in a gaming environment, it is important, you know, for people to really experience the speed of certain things. Now, obviously, we want to slow it down for people to have fun. That's that's the chief goal of anything we do from a gaming product standpoint. But the ability to ramp up and, and really see how fast decisions need to be made when you're talking about an immersive world like virtual reality, we think is super important, right? So we're going to give you all the bells and whistles of the feeling you get in the tunnel when you're running out onto the field and all the 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 hoopla and the, the kind of, man, what-if moments that people think about when they think of playing professional sports. But we're also going to give you the actual data on the other side of it too, and I think it just helps rope in the entire loop of authenticity that we kind of preach at Status Pro. Does that mean more than just the numbers, but also if, if a QB is slower, then the player in the game will actually be slower too? Yeah, so it's something we'll build upon. I think, um, you know, I mean, I think VR in itself, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's an emerging tech. And so we understand that our game may be the first time a lot of people even experience VR, right? And so we're trying to make sure the product matures alongside the consumer. But to your point, yeah, that I mean, there's really an endless amount of, of, of data that we can put into our AI, which we've done so in a very pointed way from, you know, what plays a specific team would run, what kind of defenses does the coach like to call, right? And, and we've had the luxury of building that AI and machine learning in from the very beginning. And so it's going to mature with the more data sets that are available, you know, and we use a number of those things, including player speeds and data, and to your point that, you know, when you embody uh, a player eventually, you will match the attributes that they are as a player. In this first version, we've kind of really drilled down on you as a quarterback. So you will be the quarterback of your favorite team as opposed to taking on the attributes of, of other players. But that's absolutely in the pipeline. So every couch quarterback believes they could have made that pass at the quarterback blue, you know, on <laughs> uh -huh. Sunday football, whatever, Monday night football, like – Part of your effort, I believe, is to help better understand what it takes to compete at the highest levels, you know, as, you know, playing a first-person uh, game from a per first-person perspective. Does this help solve mm -hmm. that? Like, so all those people who believe, oh, man, I could have made that, you know, does this help solve that problem for real athletes? I would say yes and no. I would say yes and no. I, I think we, we use it on the, on the training side, right? So we could simulate that decision-making for an NFL quarterback, and things will move almost one-to-one -one at the speed that you would see in an actual game. But if people had the ability to process information and make those decisions that way, they wouldn't need a VR game to feel what it's like to be an NFL quarterback because you would be that, right? And even by NFL quarterback standards, there are quarterbacks that are starting quarterbacks that can't make decisions and process as fast as Tom Brady, right? So mm. it's, it's definitely a, a, a sliding scale. And so – you know, we can simulate that for elite level athletes to be able to get as close to a one to one experience um, as we can get. But I think for the gaming side of things, man, I mean, we want to have it fun. Like I said, that is our chief goal with that. And, yeah, it'll be intense. You'll definitely get the feel of all the different factors that go in on every single play. And you will probably have a higher respect for <laughs> quarterbacks. But if you're not having fun, you're not going to come back. So we, we definitely slow it down a little bit so that we can keep you coming back for more.
So I've heard you say this a couple of times, you know, that you, that you really want to help people get an understanding for how fast the game moves. For people who won't, will yeah. never have that experience of being on an NFL, you know, gridiron. Talk about if you can make it relatable to us, you know, how fast yeah. the game actually moves versus what we see sitting in the seats. Yeah, and like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm going to keep drilling down on this. The speed of the game is ridiculous, man. Like, I mean, it's... I would say in snap seconds you have to make decisions, and it's honestly even faster than that. So that's why you practice so much. You practice so much in a, a professional sports environment so that your instincts kick in, and that way you can react even faster than it takes for you to cognitively think of what to do next. But in the gaming for everybody, I think the thing that you'll get most out of the experience that we're creating with NFL Pro Era is that you just really can see all the factors. And it is very gratifying to make a play. It's gratifying to you know, complete a pass or throw a touchdown or get a first down when you consider all the different factors that are into a game. And so it won't be the speeds of an NFL game. And you have the ability to ramp it up or ramp it down. But, again, all the different factors that go into each and every game and the experience of the screaming fans. You get the high points. You get the huge DN coming right at you. And that's scary in and of itself. So you have to think about, what do I do now in the face of the most – fearful looking human coming at me at, at car like speeds. Right. And so that's the really cool part is that that hasn't been democratized before and us being able to us being former athletes and, and being able to put other people in those shoes is a really cool thing because you get to show people the experience that you have had your whole life and may even be a, a, a second nature to you. Let's, let's talk about this leap you've made because there's not a lot of athletes who make the leap from professional sports into high tech. And so if you can mm-hmm. like give the bridge for us, like how you got here versus where you were. And we're going to talk about your, your sports career, but I want to talk about how you made yeah. that leap. Well, I mean, that's a great question. man, And I think they all kind of tie in together. And I would say how, how I got to, to tech, you know, high tech where I'm at from from my career was that I feel like in tech, tech is, you know, I talk about this democratizing an experience. And I think I've always looked at any sector that I've been interested in as how do I get in there and find my place in this space, right? I think especially for a lot of us that come from our communities, you don't see yourself in certain situations so you think it's not for you, right? Or you think, oh, man, I don't have a background that matches what I've seen traditionally, so let me go look somewhere else. And where I've kind of always approached it like, well, if I don't see me in a certain area, that's an opportunity. Let me go in there and make a space for me, and I can bring other people with me, number one. And number two, now I can build a moat around what I do because nobody here can 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 match my skill set. And so, you know, when I was playing, it was that same thing. It was like I saw an opportunity that, you know, I, I felt like me being an athlete and wanting to work in sports business, even prior to me playing professional football, there was no value add from the fact that I was an athlete. There was nothing to say like, well, what about your experience makes it special here? And so I was like, I'm gonna have to create that. I'm gonna have to create a way to value the expertise of somebody who has seen this from the ground level yeah. um, and build a company that way. you know. And, and so that's what originally got me there. And as you would imagine, it was a, a long road of slowly putting the pieces together to get to where we are today. And I'm glad you said that, because you know, we've heard these horror stories of athletes who you know, make a bunch of money and then they, they got boys who want to start businesses and invest in a whole bunch of real estate yeah. that don't get scoped out and do no due diligence and, mm-hmm. you know, rim shops and the whole thing. Um, so can you talk yep. about how, in your, from your perspective, how athletes are getting smarter? Maybe it's the people around them 
so that they're making better decisions with their, their capital and to deploy that for actual wealth generation when they're off the field? I think the norm has changed. And I think, you know, that that was always even my goal with what I was doing. I wanted to, you know, hopefully show other people that may be in a similar situation to mine to be like, well, if he can do that with his resources or he can do that with his stature of like profile of athlete, imagine what I could do with mine. Right. And I think you see in a shift where before it was we want our athletes just to be athletes. We want them to focus on football, focus on basketball focus on baseball, track, boxing, whatever it is, and that's what we that is the norm. And anybody who does anything outside of that was looked at sideways. Well, I think now in this age of more than an athlete and a lot of the work that has been done and, and shown by athletes from them being activists, them being investors, them going back to school and all these things, now you look at an athlete that only does their sport and you kind of look at them sideways like, "Yo, what are you waiting on? You better get going. This window is closing." And I think you know, that kind of maturation of what the norm is for an athlete has shifted a lot of things uh, for the industry. What's making the norm change? Is it just representation of people like you? I think everything develops. I think everything, people get smarter in any scenario. So if you look at me, right, like I think people sometimes think, oh, man, this is a really smart guy because he was able to do certain things. And I am smart. I, I do believe that. But at the same time, I come from a family of athletes. I'm a third generation athlete. Right. My, my grandfather was a was a boxer. My dad played Division one football and, and signed D1. My older brother played 10 years in the National Football League. I got cousins. And so I've seen those horror stories you've talked about. I've seen them up close and personal. And I've always approached sport like a business. Right. And I've seen where a sport could use somebody up and there's nothing to show for it. You know. Yeah. And so for me, when I went through my experience, it was like, well, I'm going to do it this way. And because I've seen somebody else make mistakes, I can kind of take those answers to the test and recraft it for myself. And I think for everybody else, it's much of the same. And now when you look at your peers, um, you can see the benefit of it. Like, you know, I, my goal after five years of playing, I'm, I'm coming up on five years of after retirement. I wanted to I wanted people to know me and, and not know that I played professional football. That was a goal that I had when I retired, you know, and. It's really cool now for people to say that and see, like, oh, man, I didn't know he played in the NFL. That's crazy, right? That's because I'm hitting that goal. And I think for other players, they see that and they build upon it, right? And it's like, well, I want to be known for something more than what people are defining um, or is my skill set or what people may have known me for to start. The institution that surrounds athletes when they come in the league young, um, and we've heard, you know, horror stories around like, you know, player associations and they weren't always set up to help people thrive mm -hmm. outside of the field, outside of the court. Are they are player associations in your experience across all major sports? Are they what is happening for them to do better to protect and help educate those young athletes who come in with little financial experience often and little, uh, you know, yeah. familial resources to protect them? State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Man, that's a great question. I, th- I think I think more can always be done, right? I think, 
you know, like I said, as an athlete gets smarter, as the game changes, and right now it's the wild, wild west, man. I mean, you got college athletes making tens of millions of dollars in NIL, right, and signing for deals that, you know, quite frankly, I barely made as a professional athlete, you know? And so it's happened earlier and earlier in the process. And so players associations or um, anything set up to, to aid in an athlete's development, they 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 have a, a lot of work to do to kind of catch up in in that process. You know, I think for, for young athletes, I always tell them, hey, man, take your time. It took a very long time for you to make your money. I know it seems like at 19 or 22 or whatever it is, that the money came fast, but this is a lifelong process. You started playing basketball or football when you were eight years old. That's that's a that's a decade, you know. And so it, it would be silly to not a, try to put that same kind of work in of how you should deploy that capital, how you should protect that capital, um, how you should spend that capital, or where you should develop your skills outside of it to make sure you're making the most out of that capital or that opportunity. And I, unfortunately, in sports, athletes are opportunities because mm. they have the least amount of experience. Um, but they have the most amount of money. And if you've ever tried to convince anybody to give you money, it's a hard process. Yeah. And the easiest people to convince to give you money are, are people that don't know much as much about the value or haven't had the experience um, of understanding how hard it really was for them to get that. And so to your point, there should be more of a protection coming from people that are in this space, uh, especially for a lot of the kids, like I said, that come from our communities or black and brown faces that don't come from a lot of finances. You know, I, I think more things should be in place, not only to protect, but also teach and mature and, and, and not make them choices. And it's tough to make people with a lot of money do certain things. But at the same time, it's so important in the, in the overall and, and, and longevity of their development and their protection of this incredible opportunity that is playing professional sports. Yeah. I mean, I love that answer because um, I was, I was going to ask this question. I'm going to ask it, but you just gave me a little slight twist to mm -hmm. the question I'm going to ask. Because um, you, you've got this diamond list of investors who've, who've put money in, mm -hmm. in, in your own business. People like LeBron, Naomi, Osaka, uh, Drake, uh, Jimmy yeah. Iveen, Mav Carter, many, many more. Um, but it's an all-star list of investors. Um, and I would imagine, because we have this conversation, these people are more than just deep pockets. But there's some other use mm -hmm. that they provide to the business. Because you can probably get money in a lot of places, but you want specific help. Yep. Um, so can you talk mm -hmm. about how they may or may not be involved and helpful to the company and to your mission? Yeah, I mean, I think they're <laughs> they've been paramount to to the success of not only my company, I would even say me professionally, a lot of those names, because, you know, like you said, these are people that are respected um, business wise and the moves they make and the things that they put their money and support behind. And so that stamp of approval that that carries weight when you're going into certain rooms you know i mean we had uh, venture capital firms or investors or companies that we've tried to partner with early on that laughed out out of the room that are now sending us emails once a week trying to talk to <laughs> us merely off the fact of who's involved now and i want to chase what they're getting into because those people are successful you know and i and i think we were very tactical and strategic in in that way um of just how we kind of approached them and understood how do you make one plus one equal three? How do you understand what people like that are looking, where they're looking to go and how you can aid in that thing? And again, we are definitely the benefactors in that relationship. Um, but these are people that I've worked with for, uh, for years. And I think the reputation that, that I had with them went a long way. And once it was time to do our thing and we had an offering, 
I didn't, they didn't have, they didn't question, which is a big thing when you're investing is, well, how do you work? How, how much time are you going to put in? How serious are you? Because of what I had done for them and in those moments and my previous um, work responsibilities, that was out the gate. So now we could just look at the opportunity and the opportunity in and of itself speaks for itself. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, so let's talk about that because I'm interested because there are so many people who would love to have and see strategically strategic reasons why a Drake on their mm -hmm. cap table makes sense or a Naomi Osaka makes sense for them. Yeah. How do you position yourself to be successful when you're trying to approach a celebrity investor? If you're not Man, Hawk. That's a good question. 
if you're not Hulk. <laughs> um, how do you? That's a good question. I would say, and I kind of alluded to it. The one, the one plus one equaling three, right? Not every celebrity is going to be good for your business. Um, not every celebrity is going to be good for your business. Not every celebrity is going to make sense for your business, and 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 vice versa. You're not going to make sense for them. You know, I mean, as as all stars our roster is, we've had celebrities tell us, "No, not my thing. I'm good." Right, even though we've seen the strategic value, um, so I, I, th- I think it's understanding and being very self-aware in that way of how exactly this equation is going to come together, and to your point, like making sure the value of whatever you're looking to get matches up well with what you already already have. We didn't approach any of those names first; they weren't the first people we went to, you know. And I think a lot of times when you're approaching people of, of, of high name value, there has to be an offering. Like their name means something. And I think that's why you approach them in the first place. And so whatever the scenario is, or the situation is, or the opportunity is, it has to make sense for where they are. And we were able to get some already really good investors. They didn't have to take on a brunt of um, the public value and their namesake to just carry the company solely on their backs. And I think that matters. You know, um, so it was. I think it was getting the offering right first before we approached them was probably the best thing we could do. And in that, it was a, the opportunity for, you know, getting an NFL license. We had that opportunity coming up, lined up, chasing it. Um, you know, we had discussions with some of the platforms and the VR companies who, who can kind of confirm, like, hey, this is a big opportunity. We had other VC firms that were that were lined up, incredible in the space and so i think all those things factored in to us landing where we ultimately did you know i I love that you said you know this one plus one equaling three i remember there was an interview mav carter had done with magic johnson and i don't know if you saw but he was Mm talking magic was talking about like you know when you bring me a deal it's got to be a big deal because for the amount of work i gotta put in to make something go from a hundred thousand to a million i might as well go from a million to a billion it's the same amount of work so the deal size has to be big enough. And so I'm, I'm equating that with how you pitched, you know, pro era and like status. Like, how do you do that when you're pitching a Drake who's got, you know, enough money? Or is, is there such thing as enough money? Who's got a lot of money or LeBron who's yeah. got a lot of money? And, you know, mm-hmm. a couple zeros don't move the needle for them. So how do you pitch the grand opportunity yeah. here? to people who already have all they, you know, could need? Yeah, that's, that's a, another great question. So I would say it in this way. Um, if you called me and said, hey, I want you to do my podcast for it, and I'm going to give you a dollar, right? Now it's a deal. Now it's I'm going to spend a certain amount of time doing your podcast, and you're going to give me a dollar. I'm going to say no, right? Because that's, that the work doesn't seem to match what the dollar amount is. It's one dollar, right? I could do other things to get a dollar. If you said, hey, I'm going to go do this podcast with somebody else, and when I do it, I'm going to give you a dollar. If you give me, you know, 10 cent, that sounds like it's worth it because I don't got to do much work for that dollar, right? It's on you. And if I think that you're going to do this podcast and you got that podcast lined up, it's scheduled, and it's going no matter what, and I don't have to do much, that that's what it means to be an investor. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people approach the athletes or the celebrities or the big-time executives wanting them 
to put the amount of work into their product that a founder is doing. Now, mm. there is going to be some over-the-top value, but there's value already in a namesake because that's why you're approaching them in the first place because that dollar is not the same as their dollar because they have a name value that also unlocks a lot of opportunities for you. So that in and of itself is worth the work, and you have to be able to know um, the process and the plan for making that work for you. So I think with me and our investors specifically and my partner Troy, who is – amazing you know i think that we are just two guys that we come from nothing um we do everything ourselves we don't expect much like the terms of engagement are pretty straightforward we're going to do the work and as long as an investor i feel like understands and sees that then they get to see the opportunity because to, to the example you use with magic there's not that level of work that goes into it we're going to do the work um and the moments we need you, we'll give you a call. But they'll know that, man, if they're calling me, it's one of it's it's a situation that is going to only multiply what the opportunity is. Can you describe the timeline? You know, between your enterprise product that you license with NFL teams for their actual training, and then the consumer product that will come out soon, um, and then the t the timeline alongside mm -hmm. when those investors came in. So. Did the LeBrons and Naomi Osaka's come in when they saw your enterprise product? Oh, this is fire. We, we got to get it in the Cowboys locker room. We got to get it in the Lions locker room. Or they saw you had mm -hmm. that, and then they said, oh, there's a consumer play here. Can you talk about how that lined up? Yeah, I would say they definitely came in for the opportunity for the consumer play, but it all ties together. So we, we started off um, on the enterprise level, working with NFL teams, preparing for NFL games and, you know, that, that gave us a base foundation for our technology, and we just kind of continued to build that because that was something we knew so, inher so inherently from our experience of being athletes, of knowing exactly how a receiver could get better with this technology. Troy is a quarterback, knowing how a quarterback can get better. You know, I've spent time as a coach, as a scout for the Detroit Lions, like understanding how the technology could help organizations. It helped us build a foundation, and then as the opportunities arise – we know which way we can kind of craft and use the foundation to go in other spaces. And on the consumer play, it was essentially players would get in the headset um, and they wouldn't take it off. And they were like, yo, this is fun. And that's not a statement you hear from a player that's typically watching film. This is fun. And you're learning about what you're going to see on a Sunday. So that was like the indicator for us that we knew we had something there. Um, because if a player who sees this scenario every day and has for 15 years – is saying that it's like it is on Sunday and it's fun, imagine what a consumer will, will play. So then, you know, after that is when we started to communicate that and started to uh, to show what the opportunity we felt was on the consumer side. And, you know, it's been years in the making. Troy and I first connected, I want to say, in 2016 or 17. Um, and here we are in 2022. You know, so it's been it's been that long of a process, that that long of us thinking about this, crafting this, letting the market do what it does, and then also relying on a little bit of luck to, to put us in the right position. So when you think about gamifying things, uh, let's talk about gaming and training, you know, even at the consumer level, like how do you think gamifying exercise and training, you know, when I'm, if you're bringing up a kid to be, you know, an all-star athlete, um, how do you imagine gamifying that experience in working out and training might evolve over time? I think it becomes second nature a little bit. And, and there's a reason why we continue to drill in on the fun aspect of it, because 
you know, I, 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 I view our consumers early on in our consumer product, which will be coming out in fall of 2022. Um, they're much like I have a 10 year old son who is obsessed with the game of football naturally, because again, we come from a family of football players, but I am anyone who knows me knows I am not the push somebody to go play football and do this and do that. It's not my thing. But what happened was, you know, first you let them have fun with it. I don't, I'm not out there making them run through drills at seven years old and making them run stadium steps to say, hey, you got a legacy. No, it's not that. You give him a ball and you let him play catch with his dad. And he enjoys playing catch with his dad and he's having fun. And because he has fun in it, it motivates him to get better. But he's passing the time by having fun, but he's naturally becoming better at what he's doing. So I think when I look, when I look at the VR XR technology and specifically what we're doing in gaming and the training opportunity is I played football my whole life. It kept me in shape as a 36 year old man. Now who is not playing football every day, it is a lot harder for me to stay in shape and to focus on actually being in shape. I would love for a way for me to have fun in doing it. And so when you think about XR and, and training and that opportunity and getting better, if gamifying it embeds the fun right in it and by embedding the fun, that becomes the chief focus. Anytime you're having fun, that's kind of where your mind goes to. And you're not thinking about the calories you're burning. You're not thinking about how you're learning the sport. You're not thinking about how you're staying fit on a day-to-day -day because the game of it all is keeping your mind occupied. And then everything else becomes a, a value beyond that. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work, in traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. You know, I kind of asked the question similar to this when we talked about, you know, getting a, a LeBron's attention or Drake's attention. But there are people who believe mm. that their tech is good enough to get licensed by major partners like, you know, sports mm-hmm. teams in any uh, category. Um, what levers do you imagine are the fastest ways to success to getting the meeting and also being taken yeah. seriously? Like what are the inroads for people who are, again, not Hawk, you know, to yeah. how, how do you pick up the phone and call the Detroit Lions? Like how does that ha- like yeah. what happens there? Where do I need to be? It's what conference tough, do I need to go to? It's tough. It's tough. I would say a lot of it is learning, um, learning the industry. Right. So I would love to, to think that my name rings so many bells. I could just pick up the phone and call somebody and make it happen. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Like I said, I started interning with the Detroit Lions in 2008. I was a scouting intern. Right. And then beyond that, I went and played in the Canadian Football League. And throughout this whole process, I'm shaking hands. I'm taking meetings. I'm telling people when I get done playing, I want to do X, Y and Z in the off season, I'm building out the marketing materials for my sports agency or for my for my agent's sports agency for him. I'm his marketing lead as well. I am also, you know, applying to Octagon's internships. I'm doing Under Armour's internships. I'm going to intern with Maverick Carter while I'm the number one receiver for the Cleveland Browns in an off season. And it's not just in nature. Like I'm I'm getting coffee. I'm it people that I'm interning with, it takes them a month and a half to know that I play in the NFL because I'm I'm doing all the things naturally that an intern would do. I'm setting those ground sticks. I'm learning. I want to see how the process works. I want to shake the hands. I want to understand this thing and and come up with a plan and strategy because in this business, specifically in the sports business, you really only get one opportunity at it, right? And so it's probably not the best just to pick up the phone and call the Detroit Lions because now they're always going to remember, you just called the Detroit Lions. You had no idea what our <laughs> process was. You don't know what our KPIs are. You don't know the right people to talk to. You didn't call it the scouting office trying to get a licensing <laughs> deal, right? And so I would say engrossing yourself in the area that you're looking to get into and understand that it is very hard to, to make those calls and get those deals. And people are going to want to see that you are a subject matter expert in the space that you're in. And I think that's what I've spent every minute of that I wasn't on a field over the last decade, that's what I've spent doing. And that's what my partner has been doing as well. And I think we've benefited greatly that it was time for us to do our thing. We had a track record. We had connections. We, the people we connected with 10 years ago are now in a position to make decisions or put us in the right place or confidently say, yo, you should talk to Troy. You should talk to Hawk because I've known them and their work for 10 years and what they do and what they're about. And it's at least worth hearing them out. So, Dig that. I'm so, I'm excited about this game. Uh, I want you to talk about it a little bit and like what makes this MetaQuest and PlayStation VR game unlike other football mm-hmm. arcade games. Like, you know, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the fact that it's NFL license, um, which is the big one, right? Um, 
I would say the insights from it. I mean, this is this is a direct uh, brainchild of me and my partner. And I think, you know, with the things I do creatively or the things that I'm into creatively, I want that extra level of authenticity to it. You know, like I want to see the film about Detroit from a Detroit director. I want somebody who is in there giving me that film, right? I want to see all those things. And in gaming and in sports specifically, that's what we were after. This is our life. This is, I'm trying to explain. I remember like the very first when we were pitching it, I'm telling people about what it feels like to walk out of a tunnel. It's one of the coolest experiences I've ever had as an athlete is coming out to 70,000 screaming fans. And in our game, we have the opportunity to bring that to life and show somebody that. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I think the little things like that, that we're, we're giving you real insights from things we've experienced and putting them in creatively are the thing that will make it different. Our company in and of itself, I mean, we are, I think, roughly 45 now. Um, and of the 45, I think 21 of them are former athletes, college or pro. And that's from the systems engineer to the creative d- designer on the game to the marketing to the business dev. I mean, it's permeated throughout the company. And the reason for that is we thought like, yo, if we can typically athletes don't have a voice in sports, anything, especially sports gaming anywhere. But imagine if we had that insight as well as the experts of gamers, as well as the engineering expertise, as well as the marketing of all these places in one room where everyone has a voice, we can create something that is above the status quo. That was the whole impetus around the company. And I think in our experience, that's what's going to make the difference and what people will feel of when they take the headset off and say, dang, I do feel like I know what it's like to be in an NFL game now. Right. And I mean, that that's our ultimate goal. You know, I, I'm interested, you know, because you've played at the professional level and mm-hmm. how much on field tech there is. Like we see and we've yeah. heard, you know, they may mic somebody up. And so now we get the experience of hearing what it sounds like, you know, when you're on the field or on the court. But from a, the stuff that the the fan will never see or may never see, yeah. how much like actual on your body and on field technology is happening to, you know, measure how fast somebody is running or where they are on the field or like what's happening that we don't get a chance to be exposed to. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, prototyping. There's a lot of testing that, that goes on in both a practice and a game environment. Um, the NFL is pretty innovative. I mean, it's professional sports. NBA is, I mean, they're extremely innovative as well. So, and it's funny, like that's kind of how I got my first foray into tech. Um, I would consult while I was playing for sports analytics companies that would create this incredible tech, you know, but it was always a, a, a gap between the tech and the people who were applying it meaning the coaches who are, you know, it's just a very different world. They use a rabbit's foot more than they would use analytics in a game. Like, this is my lucky underwear. That's what they use in a game <laughs> environment, right? And so I would approach it like, okay, I can act as a bridge between understanding the technology and the people applying it. And, I mean, there is chips that every NFL player wears that measures their X, Y coordinates of where they are in the field, how fast they move, their uh, force from left to right, from right to left. I mean, in a practice environment, we wear the same the same thing. There is cameras that also just are taking that footage and also gathering all that data. There is, you know, obviously the ability to do even more from a technology standpoint, but you want to make sure that the rules are still in place and uh, 
fans are able to experience whatever it is they're doing. So all the things that they're testing and doing, even though they're not public, they will be eventually. It's just a slow rollout um, for what's actually possible. And I think that's the cool thing about what we're doing is because we, we do call ourselves the future of the field because we're combining a lot of those things and, again, giving it to a fan. Um, that And that's a really cool thing. So when you say, like, there's chips on players, I mean, are you saying, like, glorified, mm-hmm. like, Apple Air tags or tiles are on players to measure these things? Yeah, like RFID chips. Every player in their shoulder pads has a a dime sized chip that measures where they are at all times on the field um, and the speed of it. And you could take that data. And originally how we started as a company is we had access to that data. And just from the data alone, we were able to create 3D simulated plays. So we didn't need any video. We didn't need to see what happened because we could just get the data from those chips and tell you exactly what's happening on the play. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, How do you, because you're doing, you know, media now, which I think is really interesting, you're a great social media Mm -hmm. uh, presence. How are you leveraging media for business success? Because I imagine that may be a play. Because when LeBron moved to L.A., people were talking about, you know, this is, you know, he's on the downside of his career. So L.A. is a smart move because he wants to be in media and TV. So it wasn't just an athletic yeah. decision. And so I'm interested in mm-hmm. the decisions you make in being on making TV shows mm-hmm. or, or online Internet web shows. What's the play yep. for an athlete like yourself? And what are you shooting for, if I can just say it? Yeah, I love that. So I think two part. Number one, what I'm doing now has always been my goal. Since I've been a kid, I wanted to do business. Um, I wanted to do business in an area that I felt like I was an expert at and that I knew more than anybody else. And I feel like sports is that thing. Um, so when I retired, I actually wasn't going to go into media. My older brother went into media. I wasn't really into it. Um, at the time, there was a specific formula you had to follow to get an opportunity. You had to speak a certain way, look a certain way, do a certain thing. And not that I'm not a chameleon and I can't do that. I just didn't really have the energy that if I want to be one way one day, I wanted the ability to do that. So I wasn't going in the media. Um, when I retired, I walked right in to start working with Maverick Carter after having interned for them um, while I was playing. And an opportunity came along, and he was the one that was like, yo, you should do it. Because as someone who is know, knows a lot of former athletes, and I've, I've gone through this with a lot of people, you might like it, and you might be good at it. And ultimately, it also helps you keep a face card which is important when you're trying to make business move which I know you inevitably want to do so while I was playing in the NFL I would take I would get 50 to 100 game jerseys every year after the season and I would sign them and I would write handwritten letters to people that I wanted to connect with or that I was impressed by and I would send it to them in the mail with an email like yo if you ever want to get coffee let me know and that was a networking thing for me because I thought I knew people thought it was cool that you know there's only two people that can say they're the start receivers for the Cleveland Browns. There's 30,000 people that can say they're former players, right? So I'm like, well, let me do this now so that they'll remember when I was at my height where my mind was at. And so when I need them and they're at their height, you know, they'll, they'll keep that relationship going. So I was doing that. And then the media thing for me, it was like, well, that gave me that same kind of face card, right? It's cool to get an email from someone you've seen on television or when we're in a meeting and I might be on a background somewhere that helps me at least get an email back. So even if I'm asking for something or I'm trying to do a deal, and even if it's a no, a fast no is helpful to me, you at least give me that courtesy because I have a certain face card to it. And so that's what was my, my, my original goal around media was to use it 
to to benefit my business career and what I'm what we're doing now at Status Pro. Um, and I still think that's the same thing. And in that, I, I just kind of made the decision that I'm just gonna be me wherever I decide that is from a media standpoint. Eventually, it will again just be projects that are close to my heart um, that I think there's a need for that I think there's a space for and that ultimately I never wanted to get into the media side of things to have to hang on it solely and completely as a football player you are hired and fired very very frequently and you have no say so of when your family picks up and moves and so when I got into the media side I was just very adamant that I didn't want that career to be that way I wanted to have the freedom to say and do what I wanted, when I wanted. Um, and so I passed up on a lot of great deals media-wise because I don't want to get into the rat race of, hey, we love you today. Tomorrow, we don't yeah. like you anymore. Now you don't have a job, right? So. Love it. Um, I want to dig one level deeper before we get out of here. And is absolutely you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, a dollar from a LeBron James is not just a dollar because his name has value. and. A, that mm -hmm. thing there, I want to equate to what you just talked about with media and how you're leveraging that for business success outside of media. There's so many mm -hmm. folks who are building businesses, um, and this all really comes down to storytelling. There are so many folks who are building businesses that if they could figure out how to leverage stories and personalities in, in social, mm -hmm. in on stage, in front of people, mm -hmm. et cetera, um, that could help their business. And so if you could leave us with some wisdom on how people who might be funny, who might be good looking, who might be what charismatic, how they should see that as a value or find that value to add that to the puzzle of building a successful company. Absolutely, man. I, I think you, you kind of nailed it, right? Like you have to use all those things that are at your disposal. Um, to get to where you are. And a lot of times, especially early on, your company is you, they're, 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 they are very synonymous. People are gonna follow those things or it's like an artist. When you when you find an artist nobody's heard about and you like their story and you like where they come from, you like what they represent, you're telling everybody about the artist. Yo, you, gotta check, you gotta check her out, man, she's amazing, right? Or whatever that is. And eventually they hit mainstream and you know, you, you probably now looking for the next one, right? Businesses are the same way, right? They wanna, they wanna connect with you and your story, number one. Um, but using your talents to hit those pillars are super important. And I say for businesses, there's three things that you gotta hit um, to make yourself a home run. Number one is, it, do you have an incredible product? Is your product better than everybody else's, right? Do you have something that is just a home run of a product that's aggressive, number one. Number two is, do you have an ability to get the deals done? And we've talked about all these things on this podcast so far is, do you understand the industry that you're in can you make those calls do you know the right people to talk to to keep continue to push that ball down the court because those things are important in those deals and number three is your ability to amplify do you have an ability to when you say something get it out in front of people right because then those people are going to follow the check marks of is your product great and some people can be successful with two of those things you've seen people with terrible product but they got the right investors and the right <laughs> amplification and they got the right deals that's right you see people with great deals great product and nobody to amplify it but eventually it bubbles up if you have one of three it's going to be tough you need at least two of three and if you have three of three you got the home running when you use your talents for whether you're good looking whether you have other talents whether you're funny to push to your product that helps you in the amplification side of things and it's a very very important important pillar and that 
kind of determines the speed at which you scale um, or become ubiquitous. Money's a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. Special thank you to Micah Davis, Jermaine Hall, and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. The video version of this episode will drop to Black Tech Green Money on YouTube next week, so tap in. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.